0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I'm going to answer the question, what is functional training? And I want to go into this noting a couple of things that there are a couple of different ways to look at the concept of functional training. However, when I first started training, the term functional training was abused. It, it basically meant anything that your body can do, it should try to do. And so it was, you know, standing a single leg on top of a BOSU ball with a body blade shaking in one side and doing a single arm lat sweep on the other whilst wearing an eye patch like it 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 was like if you can if you can do it you should challenge your body to do it. I am glad those days are gone and even though I did enjoy uh, a few of the circus tricks that were done, it was they were really no more than gym circus tricks. And and now we don't see that so much anymore. And that's good. So we're going to look at what is functional training. And I'm going to say, first off, when we identify functional training, it really is the transfer to training for daily life. So what do we do that transfer to training uh, or our training transfers to our daily life? And this is often done via exercise that look like what you do in your life or in your sport. And what do we see in life in general, these major movement patterns? And these are large multi-joint movement patterns like squatting and hip hinges, pushing and pulling and rotation. They're not leg extensions. They're not uh, leg curls. They're not biceps curls. They're not tricep extensions, even though they will contribute to a multi-joint movement, usually these are not considered to be functional exercises. What they are primarily are patterns of daily life. So for instance, a deadlift would be a functional. So uh, a functional movement, what does it mean? It means uh, it looks, remember, this is one of the versions of functional training is a transfer to training where the movement that you're training looks like something you'll do in daily life. So picking up boxes from the ground. And we get a lot of these Amazon deliveries these days. So now I'm gonna deadlift, I'm gonna hip hinge and pick this heavy box off the ground. A deadlift is a functional movement for that. All right, cool, that makes sense. What about a deadlift to a curl? All right, maybe, maybe that's picking up the baby from the floor and hugging the baby to the chest. I can see that was we'll deadlift curl to overhead press because we enjoy lifting the baby up in the sky. Isn't it funny though? Like we, we find these exercises and then we'll, we'll go back and we'll say, oh, here are some things in life that this pertains to. One of the things that I would look at that I would consider iffy when it comes to functional training would be like a barbell snatch may not be the greatest exercise for a football player, an American football player. Definitely not for, like, football players. But unless the American football player has progressed to lifting opponents overhead, then the snatch may not be great. And the risk versus reward of that, where I'm doing a snatch and I'm lifting dynamically that barbell overhead, um, and that doesn't mimic, and that's not similar to what I do in my daily life, unless we start shifting for football to look like the WWE, and then we've got lifting people overhead and throwing them out at the ring. Maybe the snatch comes in handy there. But even in the NFL combine, they do a test, a 225-pound bench press test, and their job is to lift that as many times as possible. Well, is that functional? And in a sense, that movement does mimic real life. um, And in other ways, it doesn't. For instance, uh, in football, they never put a bench behind somebody's back so they can push their opponent. There's no bench. They're not supported on their back, they're not supported on their butt. So to do a bench press, It's not the most. So if I were saying, let's add a more functional component that's similar to that, I would maybe have them do a standing cable chest press, because that way, the cable is pulling them backwards, just like somebody would be pushing them backwards. They are pushing against something that's pulling them or trying to force them backwards. And that's what they do in their sport. So that, in fact, would be more functional. Right. So, this is where this idea of functional training really came from. But there's another view of functional training, and it doesn't mimic the movements that you're doing. And these are exercises that you might see, and they still support your daily life and your sport and your work and what you do. But they might be things like clamshells, like side lying, doing the clamshells with a band wrapped around your knees. And that is an isolated hip abduction exercise, hip abduction and external rotation. It That's not functional, like it's not functional in the way that it looks like an exercise. However, this is functional in the way that maybe many physical therapists look at function. Does it mimic, does it look like something that you do in real life? No, but does it increase the function of what you will do in real life? And if the answer is yes, then the exercise is functional. The exercise is functional if it supports, not if it looks like. So I can do the hip clamshells. I can do the TKEs, those terminal knee extensions, where whether that's on a leg extension machine or whether that is a stability ball behind the knee. And I'm trying to force the last 10 degrees of extension in my knee to work on primarily activating and recruiting muscles in my VMO. I might have a band pulling my knee into a flexed position from the front, and I'm trying to extend against that band. That is, as far as looking like something we do in daily life, it looks nothing like what we do in daily life is it a functional exercise you would look at that and when it comes to the term functional training we'd say no it's not functional training but it is a functional exercise in that it helps people that need recruitment of the vmo to recruit the vmo so that they can go out and do the exercises of daily living push-ups are an example of this. Planks are an example. A plank A plank is another great example. It reminds me of a wonderful story. It's one of the first stories I've ever told on this podcast. And that was a long time ago because we've been, we've been at this podcast for uh, over two years now. And it's the Big Willie story. Big Willie is the largest human being I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I went out to East Brunswick, New Jersey, to teach an exercise science workshop on behalf of a company that I worked for. And I don't know what is in the water in East Brunswick, but those dudes were huge and they didn't talk to me. I was too little to speak to Uh, if they're not figuring that they can learn anything from me. And then Big Willie walks in. And all of these guys dropped their gallons of water. They just they dropped their water. Their supplement pill case just spilled out everywhere. Their ground beef and chicken and rice just splattered everywhere. They're like, oh, Willie's here. And they ran over and they paid homage to this monster of a human. And he, oh, hey, what's up, man? What's up? And he says, hey, to everybody. And he comes over to me and he introduces himself. And I was like, oh, man, this is really helpful for me because... Uh, none of those guys talk to me, so thank you for coming up and talking to me. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to help me with quite a few things today because clearly they respect you and, uh, they don't me, so, so, uh, I'm going to need your help. And he was more than grateful, uh, more than helpful. He was, he was wonderful to, to work with, but at one point we partnered people up and I was having them practice different exercises like bridges and planks. And he is but because I said, you know, partner with somebody your size. And because nobody was his size, he partnered with uh, a short Asian woman named Fatima. So Fatima and Willie are partnered together. And all of a sudden, I'm going around looking and queuing and helping out. And I hear Ugh! a collapse and an oomph. And I look over it, And Willie's raising his hand. I walk over and I said, what's up? And he goes, why can she do this for three minutes and I can't can't do it for three seconds? And I was like, oh my goodness. You got a lot of muscle in my head. I'm thinking, you got a lot of muscle, but it's not functional. It's not functional muscle. And so the first thing that came to my mind, I had this huge aha moment, this huge aha moment, which was, do you wear a weight belt when you lift? And he said, yes. And I said, all the time. He goes, pretty much every time I go into the gym, I just wear a weight belt. And the crazy thing was that I had already asked him to do something and he couldn't stabilize it or hold it. And now that he couldn't hold the plank, everything kind of helped me realize. And so I asked him the question about the weight belt and he says he uses it all the time. Well, here's the thing. Willie is very strong. And when I told him he had a weak core, he lifted his shirt up and showed me his abs in disagreement. And I was like that, that I could play jingle bells with some tongs on the ding ding, dong, ding dong. They were just muscle. There was, he was abby, he was very abby. He just couldn't recruit his core muscles, not his ab muscles, the, the, the entirety of the lumbopelvic hip complex to stabilize his body while in a plank, or when I went to push his arm down in an exercise I did earlier, and he couldn't hold his arm up. And he should have been able to hold his arm up. He I, I could have jumped on that thing like a diving board and and jumped off of it with all the spring in the world, but he couldn't he couldn't hold it up. And the reason he couldn't hold it up is because he couldn't recruit his core. And that's why the core became such a topic of conversation where these large men in general, but people that are building their muscle and then they take the weight belt off and it's like cutting Samson's hair. They have have all the muscle from it, but they have none of the strength from it because they can't recruit their core musculature. And this is one of the keys to what became this concept of functional training and then it just went off the rails with any weird exercise as long as you don't wear a weight belt and you can do something funky then it's functional so what is functional again functional is a multi-joint exercise that mimics movements in a way that supports your movement of daily life and sometimes those movements do not mimic and sometimes they are isolated positions as long as they contribute to your ability to better produce, reduce, and dynamically stabilize in multiple planes at various speeds in a safe and coordinated fashion. They create this neuromuscular efficiency. So it can look like them or it doesn't have to, but it can contribute. It contributes to how well you move. And that's, again, where the kind of anti-weight belt thing came in. And it's not that you you shouldn't wear weight belts, it's that if your goal outside of lifting weights, right? If your goal of lifting weights is to lift heavier weights, then, and you need to protect your back in the process, you gotta do that. I think that, that that's very important. But if your goal is to get stronger so that you can be better at helping your friend move his refrigerator, uh, then, you know, unless you're wearing the weight belt during that, unless you're wearing a weight belt while on the field or on the court, whilst in the match or the game, it's not functional. And that's why things like that are, are taken out. All right, anyway, that's a, that's functional training. Things that look like or things that support your activities of daily living, what you do at work, what you do in your sport that supports you. That is functional. All right, you got questions for me, feel free to reach out. You can like, subscribe, share with your friends, uh, your fitness friends and family. Um, You want to reach out to me, you can hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickrichie or you can email me at rick.richie at nasm.org. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.